0: Welcome to episode 161 of the Codex Prime podcast for Wednesday, April 17th, 2019. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What up? Yeah, man. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Also, uh, big shout outs to UWO for last week's episode, Uh, the... longest episode of the codex prime podcast on record
1: yeah it was and uh big good good things for putting a little emphasis on my last name way.
0: <laughs> yeah no problem you got it man you know we're doing it you know we're, we're here once again and uh we've got a few things to talk about namely that game of thrones oh, mm-hmm. 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 the mighty theme
1: mm-hmm. i've been like humming at like all week since like last friday
0: yeah man yes yeah, so so much to talk about uh for the season eight uh season premiere winterfell so this is the final season of game of thrones after nine years on the air it's,
1: it's happening it's, it's
0: it's happening um there's only is this this is a total of six episodes this season so there's only five more to go and yes you best believe we will be talking about game of thrones in the next few weeks ahead Ah, uh, the live chat is on. That being said, fingers crossed that we don't have a fiasco. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. Uh, as you're watching Game of Thrones, if you're going back to the episodes, you can enjoy the sound quality and the score with a pair of Studio Region headphones.
1: Another score, another score on the on the segment, sponsorship plug.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, man. Studio Regent Headphones. Uh, you want to take this car?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. If you want some high-quality, affordable, and fashionable headphones, all you got to do is just go to studio.com and use the promo code Codex Podcast to get 15% off. And, of course, as always...
0: Free shipping in the USA.
1: Shout-outs to Kyle and, Kyle and Brian for wanting to do that, putting their own twist on it.
0: Oh, yeah, man. It, well done, by the way. Yeah, man. Um. Yeah, uh last last week's episode was all wrestle talk and man, oof. Like I said, it, definitely the longest Codex and I believe longest UWO episode on record, possibly. Yeah, cuz it was like 3 hours and 10 15 minutes. So it was it was as long as as the Titanic movie. So so that's that.
1: I actually love Titanic.
0: I do mm. too. It's one of the great one of the yeah. all-time great yeah. films. Oops. Yep. So we have a uh, so we have the girl who uh the girl the girl uh cool cool name fingers crossed as well uh black fingers crossed. So. Uh,
1: yeah for real <laughs> For
0: real. So yeah, let's hope that this chat uh, doesn't you know turn into a toxic cesspool like it did last week so much so that I had to block it from public view um, but you know uh, this, this is one of the weaknesses of YouTube. It's kind of wild westy yet like that and yeah but
1: I'm just, I'm just sharing.
0: Yeah. So yeah, um so yeah, let's get into a bit of what we've been up to uh this past week. Um as you are sharing the episode, I'll think I'll kick it off. Um this week I've watched uh two really cool movies uh this past week. Uh one of which is called Missing Link. Um it's the latest uh, stop motion animated feature by the uh studio known as Laika. Lake- uh they've uh, produced such films as Coraline, uh Par-
1: Coraline. Mine. Sorry,
0: okay.
1: It, 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 I, I'm sorry, it, 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 it just yeah. sounds so appropriate to do
0: it. <laughs> uh, Paranorman, the Box Trolls, and Kubo and the Two Strings. Uh, this film, A Missing Link, it stars uh, Zach galifianakis uh, Hugh Jackman, Zoe Saldana, uh, Timothy Oliphant, Stephen Fry, and Emma Thompson. And this was uh, directed and written by Chris Butler. And this film is a rather interesting adventure flick. It takes place probably in the late eighteen hundreds, maybe early nineteen hundreds, and it fo- and it focuses on Hugh Jackman's character, an English explorer known as Sir Lionel Frost. And he's uh, an adventurer who hunts down uh, legendary, like, uh, folklorish creatures, and um, he's on the hunt for a Sasquatch. And so he travels to uh, America, and he encounters uh, a Sasquatch who he gives the name mr link because it turns out that this uh, sasquatch is an intelligent and talking bigfoot and he and he's voiced by zach Galifianakis. Oh, oh
1: okay now i know what movie you're talking about
0: yeah and so uh mr link uh Uh, Actually, actually, was actually the one who summoned uh, Sir Sir Frost to America because he's, you know, basically the last of his kind. You know, all the other Sasquatches have kind of died off in in the Americas. And so he wants to reunite with his living cousins, the Yetis in the Himalayas. And so they travel across the world to get him there. And along the way, they're being hunted down by this bounty hunter who is employed by this... um, uh, by this uh by the head of this uh, hunting uh club of so-called great men uh, uh led by Stephen Fry's character lord dunsby and so and so like it's it's a really cool uh uh delightful and funny adventure flick um i, I the stop motion animation is absolutely phenomenal uh, like a does absolutely incredible work here um zach alfanakis is uh, a really is a pretty has a pretty sweet performance um uh, a pretty sweet character that is very very cool very endearing you 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 kind of relate to him you follow his struggles you understand you know his place in the world and where and why he wants to reunite with uh with his kind uh dude jackman he kind of balances that um you know that that arrogant so-called great great man uh, imperialist conqueror type fellow who kind of kind of has a change of heart as the story goes along and zoe saldana plays um <clears throat> uh adelina fortnight uh who's what? a who's a who's a character who um who's an adventurer in her own right now and, al- and also like an ex flame of of uh, sir Lionel frost and so the- she joins them on, the- on their adventures um like I said, this is a really cool flick. Um I, I, I really like the work that Lake did in this film. Um, if you've watched uh, any of their previous films, especially um, Kubo and the Two Strings, like just to just a intricate uh, details in the stop motion of figures and the animation and how they blend um, not only the the tangible sets and the characters but also a little bit of CG in the background to kind of flesh certain parts of the setting out it's absolutely seamless it's a delightful film Um, if you're in the mood for something light funny um, and something that will put a smile on your face definitely check out Missing Missing Link especially if you're a fan of stop motion animation Um, the other film that I saw what's up Brian Brian Lucier has joined the chat. Um, the other film that I saw, and I am so glad I finally saw this, was Shazam. And Shazam, it's the latest film in the DCEU, and it's directed by David F. Sandberg, the director of such films as Lights Out and Annabelle Creation, and it stars Zachary uh, Levy as Shazam and Asher Angel as Billy Batson, the 16-year-old who turns to Shazam. Uh, Mark Strong... Um, uh Jamin Hansu, um, among others. And uh, this film is really cool. Um it stars Sarza uh, Asher Angel as Billy Batson, who's this troubled sixteen year old kid. He's a foster kid. He's grown up in the system his whole life. Um he's been searching for his his biological mother who lost him when he was a kid. And so he's been like floating in and out of the system. and um, and you know, he's trying to adjust to his new foster family. And he's all. And one day he's just summoned unexpectedly by the wizard known as Shazam, played by jaimin Hansu. And Honsu. and, uh, and uh, so Jamin Hansu, he's he's looking for the next uh, savior, the next Shazam to save the world uh, from um, Doctor Thaddeus Savannah, played by Mark Strong, who's the main villain, who who decides to uh, unleash the seven deadly sins upon the world. And so Billy Batson, this kid, he's the only one left to take up the mantle. And so, uh, Shazam, uh, Jamin Hansu bestows Billy Batson his powers. And uh, when, whenever Billy Batson's, Batson says, says the word Shazam, he turns into Zachary Levy's character, who's like, a, who's like a grown man version. It's like a superhero version of Big. And wow, man, I got to say, this film was absolutely fantastic. I've heard. It's, it, I, I will say, this: it's my favorite DCEU film to date. Um,
1: even how, even um, it beat Wonder Woman.
0: It did beat Wonder Woman. It oh, did shit. beat Wonder Woman. Um, uh, this was definitely way f- way more fun than I than I expected, and it's definitely more fun than most of the MCU catalog, in my opinion. Um, it, it, what I love about this film is that it keeps a lighthearted and genuinely hilarious tone throughout. So it has some surprisingly dark elements here and there that shows up, but whenever appropriate. So it's not like a big like styles clash, like say Justice League. Like yeah. the dark moments are there for a reason. Um, um, I, I also I, the lights I, on. With the light, the lights are on okay. Um, and uh, uh Zachary, all
1: colors are or just orange or just one Pacific,
0: pretty much all colors of, of the spectrum, okay, you know. All right, you know, they're not afraid of of breaking out the crayon box. <laughs> um, Zachary Levy, he was absolutely spot on as Shazam. Um, uh, he kind of balances the inherent absurdity of his character, basically, like a a, a basically, a little teenager in a grown man's body trying to act like a, act like an idea of a grown-up instead of an actual grown man. So he, he bounces that absurdity with a dash of emotional weight. Um, there's a lot of clever gags in this film, which I won't spoil. Like, if you go in, go in fresh, like, they'll definitely catch you by surprise. Um, it does poke fun at itself as as, as it, it does poke fun at the superhero genre and it does uh, poke fun at itself at times, like certain scenes that you see like cliches, cliched scenes that you see in like a bunch of superhero films that kind of like Kind of turns up, turns his ear on it a little. Yeah. It's pretty cool, um but it's not. It's not like Deadpool where the character's like breaking the fourth wall, like all the all the.
1: No, that's yeah, that's got to be a Deadpool trademark. Yeah. If it, if they was to do that, they were smart enough to say like, "Hey, if we do that,
0: that all of our
1: fans, which are like superhero smarts, yeah, they will point that out. Like, oh wow, they're that desperate. They need to do a Deadpool tra- trademark and stuff. Yeah, they they were literally better off like leaving that alone.
0: Oh yeah. And thank, and thankfully they didn't go that route. Um, I really liked this, the supporting characters in this film. Um, the supporting characters really made the difference here. Um, for example, you had uh, this ca- uh, Billy Batson's friend um, slash foster brother, uh, Freddie Freeman, who's like this socially awkward superhero obsessed character um, um, who plays who's like a, a humorous foil to Billy Batson, who's like this angsty teenager. Um, uh the, i, I love the scenes where they were testing out shazam's powers like you know if he's bulletproof or how how strong is he can he fly like those scenes were really were actually pretty hilarious um especially the scene where they stop a robbery at this convenience store that was pretty dope uh, mark strong who's his, his who's always played villains he plays another one here he's a fairly compelling villain um you kind of understand why he becomes the way he is
1: okay, well um was it, what was that something else that much the name sounds familiar uh
0: he was in films like uh kick ass um let me see he was let me see i think he, yeah he was in robin hood ridley scott's robin hood from 2010 the brothers grimsby um body of lies with leo dicaprio like if you, if you look him up like he's one of those actors where if you've seen him it's like oh yeah i've seen him before in something yeah um yeah, like like you you understand why his character is the way he is. So you kind of he he is a compelling villain, even though you even though you're like, damn, what a dick. Um, I also like the uh, Billy Batson's other foster siblings. Like, uh, there's this little girl named Darla Dudley who's like so adorable. Yep, that's him, Mark Strong. Oh, King, yeah, in, uh, Kingsman. Yep, Kingsman. Yeah, that was it. Yep. yep. Um, like Darla Dudley, she's just this adorable little girl. It's like, oh, you, you just you just oh, she's just so cute. Um, you have uh, mary Bromfield who's like the oldest of this of the siblings um, you have this uh this little kid Eugene uh, Choi, who's like this um video game obsessed character even the foster parents of Victor and Rosa Vasquez um even though they have like smaller smaller parts to play in this film you actually they're actually pretty compelling in their own right and they're actually pretty cool characters that 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 hold their weight and um yeah man th- this film is just absolutely co- absolutely uh fantastic the the humor was on point balances out with the action sequences um the less you know about shazam going in the better like let this film surprise you um i and especially i especially like the very last shot of the film i was like ah there it is that's how you do it so yeah man this is this is this is a really great example of how DC is really turning a corner. I really like this new direction that DC is going with their films where they're concentrating on um, standalone stories that acknowledge a shared universe, but they're not working towards like grandiose like world building to like a big climax, like Justice League or like an Avengers like. Um, they're letting the filmmakers and the writers take the time to explore these characters and like like stand on their own two feet. So yeah, Shazam. Absolutely a great film. Um, if you're a fan of superhero films, please check it out in theaters. I definitely will check it out again. I'll add it to my collection with Aquaman and Wonder Woman. Um, bring on the next film in the DCEU. I really like the way I really like the the direction they're going. Keep it up, keep up the good work, Warner. Wow. Yeah.
1: Because a couple of years ago, you're like, man, these guys need to just fucking stop, but
0: yeah, they they turn around. Like first it was Wonder Woman, then it was Aquaman, now Shazam. Man, I I can't wait to see what they do next. Hopefully, Suicide Squad two will will uh, also continue the tradition.
1: John Cena's <laughs> they may cast John Cena. Oh really? Yeah.
0: Now I want to see it even more. I I got
1: the I got the inert the alert. <laughs> I didn't look at. I didn't go into the um. Thing to the article, but I got the uh, headline and alert. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I was like, Oh, okay, well, I mean, I guess is in Marvel, so why not? Yeah, but uh, Brian Lucia, yes, I'll be ready for Mortal Kombat 11. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Kyle's,
0: let's see, uh, Kyle's, uh, Kyle's Kyle's Codec- Codex Prime and Chill, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I put him on to that episode. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's one of the vintage episodes of Cortex Prime.
1: Still one of my favorite. Still my favorite. Um, <laughs> what else he said? Okay, UWO is getting ready to go live in a few minutes. So, you know, make sure you... Oh, God.
0: Yeah. Yeah, make sure you check out uh, UWO on their Facebook.
1: Yeah. Watch yeah. both at the same time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, mute one and watch the other and then, like, mute the just other. Just go back and forth. Yeah, just like... We're the- cool with the flip-flopping. Yeah, it's like Monday Monday Night Wars. <laughs>
1: nah, I won't say that. They're, 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 our, they're our allies. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They are our allies.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and he wants to know, how did it feel to have to wear a Nia Jax shirt?
0: Oh, yes. Wearing the Nia Jax shirt. You know what? I had to take one for the team, um, and I had to wear that musty-ass cowboy's beanie. Um, it was only for a little bit. It was, it was only for a little bit. You know, it was three hours. I had a really nice Velveteen Dream t-shirt, but. You know, it was all for the logins, and it was worth it, uh, because I have to follow the Game of Thrones. And you know, you know, you know, just wearing the Night Jax T-shirt was just ugh. Yeah, yeah, I just, and I've learned something about you. What's that? You are cursed. How am I cursed?
1: Okay. Um. Last time you lost a bet, mm-hmm. you wore a Cowboys jersey. Yeah. The following game, they got eliminated from the playoffs. When they were on like a great run, I mean that's not my fault. Let me finish. Okay. Now you wear a Nia shirt. Mm-hmm. She tore both her ACLs.
0: Hey, you're cursed. Listen, hey, you are cursed. Listen, it's the wear and tear on the road, you know. And 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 hey, like I've always said, Nia Jack should be should get off TV, but not like that. Like I wouldn't wish that kind of injury on yeah, you her. Do. You know. Yeah, you do. You celebrated on our chat, you <laughs> asshole. Hey, at least you won't have to listen to her, to her theme music. What I'm not like most girls, they only take just what they're given, like a plastic little princess. Lucky for me, I'm not like those girls, they they take it all for granted. What they got is what they're handed. Lucky for me, I'm not like most girls. I'm glad we won't have to listen to that again. Why do you know the words? If you hate it so much, why you are, you know the words? It's because we we listen to, we watch Raw and Smackdown almost okay. every week, and I, it's repetitive, it's repetition, not, it's all it is. Not,
1: not necessarily because I, I still. I only know two lines from Alice the Black's theme song. Yeah,
0: no man is ever truly good. No man is ever truly evil. I do the things you never could, and we will never be equal.
1: Yeah, so you know all that. I don't, and I watch Raw every Monday. You know, it's it's you know, it's it's just. It, yeah, I, I, don't I know I the words. I love Nia Jackson. And oh, I, yeah, you do. I, yeah, I do. And I don't know the words to the song.
0: I just have a good memory. It, it's just it's it, it just happens. You know, like I'm not like most girls. My path to victory is infinite. Up, run the game and never playing it. Lucky for me, I'm not like go those girls. You Toss out the words. book, burn the pages. My destiny is a force of greatness. You know the words from beginning to end.
1: Yeah. You know it's like they it's, don't even play that much of the song when she comes out. You know, it's just, just no, it's you you know. The words you hear it, it's, it's just because I think you're a closet
0: fan. I'm not a closet fan. It's just it's just that when she was in NXT when she first appeared, like they, they would play it often, and I'm like, okay, it just stuck. That's that's all it was. No, when she was yeah, in, it, when she the was in NXT,
1: NXT ramp is literally from one end of this room to the other. Okay, you you don't hear that much of the song. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, it's no, you e- know the words.
0: I just have a good memory, Carl. That's all it is. I mean, excuse me for being you know, blessed.
1: No, you know the words of the song from beginning to end. I know the w- I don't even know that much of Regan Baron Corbin's song. And I listened to that song from beginning to end.
0: I know most of it, I think, you know.
1: I know, like, the parts that I hear, and then that's it. And it usually, it usually cuts off yeah. because he starts talking.
0: Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. But you know, um, hey, you know, now that Nia is off the shelf, maybe, may- maybe, you know, the workplace will be injury-free for a while for the women's division, and maybe Tamina will get a push. LOL.
1: Not the damn Rosa is injured, and it wasn't <laughs> even because of her. So kiss my ass on that one.
0: Well, you know, she has a history. Let's just leave Biggie, it.
1: Biggie, Biggie, Sasha Banks does too. Seth Rollins does too, and nobody's saying shit.
0: Well, Sasha
1: Rollins ended Sting's career.
0: That okay? First of all, that was a you even
1: said. So irresponsible,
0: okay. Listen, every every wrestler Sting, for a man of his experience, every wrestler has their bump card, and for as long as he's been in the business, it just cashed out. It was a freak accident. It happens, Finn Balor. a freak accident, it just happened, you know. Um, buckle bomb on, on the barricade, you know, Not to
1: mention it, okay. And if you want, and like we said, Nia's, Nia's punch in the face to Becky Lynch was a blessing in disguise. So the story got convoluted, but it was still a blessing in disguise.
0: I wouldn't attribute that to Nia so much as Becky's no. Becky Lynch's natural charisma with the crowd.
1: Yeah, but trust me, we wouldn't have gotten we would have gotten that match at like Survivor Series, and then it wouldn't have been the same. And you know that.
0: You know, it, it, it's just it's just Becky Lynch and the and the creative and, and the creative team making chicken salad out of chicken shit.
1: Yeah, uh, a freaking accidental punch in the damn face. But it worked out and it created a great moment, did it or did it not? It did. All right then. So let's move on <laughs> to this. left, <laughs> oh, right, left, right, BA select start. I don't know where the Konami code came from, but okay, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh let me let me uh run down what I've been up to. Uh a lot of comic reading. I don't have these issues with me as of right now because I put them away. Mm-hmm. Um one thing i one uh comment i started reading and actually number two just came out today is major x number one okay okay that's the story um good luck trying to get those (laughs) but um written written by drawn by and the cover by the cover art by Mm -hmm. the one and only rob layfield nice okay fire it's gonna be a six-part series and it's a brand new character who enters the Marvel universe from the far distant future? Nobody knows much about him, but he's on a mission to save his universe from destruction. And he, he needs his help from Cable and the X-Men. Hmm. And then the big reveal hmm. may just shock you. Okay.
0: So definitely worth picking up. Oh, definitely. Okay.
1: Oh, it's been selling out like crazy. Oh, wow. Okay. Like there's been two there's been a regular cover and a variant, and the variant cover, good luck finding it.
0: Hmm. Oh, wow. Okay.
1: It's already being sold on eBay for, like, I think, like, the highest I saw was, like, 30 bucks.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, it's going to go way
1: up. Oh, yeah, especially if somebody gets it. Especially, like, once you know, Reliefield starts doing um, Comic-Con appearances and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be another one I have to try to get CGC'd. Yeah, so then the next one I've been reading is actually the uh big story that's been going on right now. It's been hyped up well, actually, quite some time within the Marvel Universe. It's a uh, War of the Realms number one. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. written by Jason Aaron and art by Russell Dauterman, which has like Lord knows how many uh variant covers. Um, that's actually so, um, what's that? What that's about is that 10 realms have fallen to. Malekith, as I know, I'm butchering this name. and Maliki. his army, was it? I
0: think it's Malekith.
1: Malekith, thank you. And his army, except for one realm, Midgard, mm-hmm. which is home to us, the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Okay, home to Thor and his beloved human humans, heroes and gods alike. And he'll after, and he'll break, and all hell breaks loose in New York City. And it is up to the Marvel Universe to stop him. Oh. Mm-hmm.
0: Very interesting.
1: Oh yeah, it's gonna be. I don't. Th- I'm not sure exactly how long it, but it's right now. It's like the big. It's like the next Secret Wars that's going on right now. Okay. So so many heroes are heroes are involved. Many uh, people from Asgard, hmm. and pretty much um, pretty much everybody. Okay.
0: So you're gonna pick up the main series and like just amazing. Yeah, just main the main series. series.
1: They have a checklist of all like the side issues and stuff. Hmm. But I think you can get most of the main series. The most of the story with the um with the main series maybe i'll go back and get get the other ones depending on how it goes but yeah. i don't know only time will tell as right now i'm just gonna do the main series and then also i've read the 2013 trade paperback of Thanos rising i actually finally finished it i picked up the trade i remember reviewing this when i came across the number one issue from the true believers line but then i actually picked up the um the full trade and um I actually got that, which is written by Jason Aaron and uh, Simone Bianchi, mm-hmm. and it's actually the dark or it's the dark origin of Thanos from when from the time when he was born, when his mom tried to kill him fresh out the womb. Ooh. Yeah, and she literally goes crazy. She like sees him, and she like looks into his eyes, and she starts spazzing like, "Give me the scalpel! I have to kill him! I have to kill him! I have to kill him! Mm-hmm. We will all die mm. if I do not kill him right now."
0: Wow. So she knew.
1: Yeah, she was able to see it. He was born... Yeah, he was actually from... Um, yeah, he was actually born with a genetic mutation. So he's actually an eternal. Hmm. Well, okay. Yeah, so all the Eternals, they look and sound pretty human, but then it's like... Yeah, he was born with a genetic. Yeah, he was born with that genetic mutation, so he was completely different from everybody else. And he actually grew very smart, very just smarter and smarter. Mm-hmm. He had questions, he needed answers. So we started dissecting the animals. Mm-hmm. That wasn't enough. And then, you know, I'm pretty much spoiling this just to give y'all a little heads up from you know fan game. Yeah. So what happened was like he would, yeah, as he would grow smarter, he would dissect. He that wasn't enough.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So then he. He started dissecting people. Oh, people! And that was when, well, and during his teenage years, I I kind of jumped all over the place a bit. Mm-hmm. That's where he met his obsession, Mistress Death. Mm-hmm. So she kept telling them, I'm "Like you need more stock. Uh, yeah, dissect this person. Mm-hmm. I still have more answers. Well, this is where you go." Mm-hmm. So after a while and she he he started falling in love with her oh man and she she says okay you want to be with me I will give you my undying devouring love if you go to this planet and kill him mm. that's okay he'll do it that's not enough he will go more and more and more and more and she not killing more and more and more until the point and then he would became frustrated. Like, why don't you want to be with me? Why don't you want to be with me? But everybody around him, his his army was saying, who are you talking to? Nobody was able to see him, see Mistress Death but Thanos. Wow. Which drove him to get the reputation of the Mad Titan. I see. Okay. And he just said he just needed a kill. He just kept going and going and going and going and going. he goes, you know what? I need to get these stones. Hmm. Then you went, then that's what leads to uh, the Infinity
0: Gauntlet series. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah,
1: it does. It's kind of like because you're like wondering because you don't even know it's Mistress Death because she's just talking like a regular, you know, a regular girl from Titan. Mm-hmm. So you're just sitting there wondering, like, okay, where does Mistress Death come in? Where does Mistress Death? Then wait, whoa, hold on. Okay, like Mistress Death told Thanos to kill his mother. Oh shit because he, was, he and remember he was actually smart too so he's like I replay this image in my head all the time and when I was born moments mm. after I was born you tried to kill me mm. and I replay that I uh, replay I have the same dream in my head over and over and over and over again
0: mm-hmm.
1: throughout my entire life Man. but I still need to learn more so you will be dissected. <sighs>
0: That's cold. Yeah. That's it, it's cold. pretty dark. It
1: gives you a hint of what the Eternals are gonna be about, which is something I actually have in my box at our Coco's, um the Neil Gaiman series. So mm-hmm. now that I know that Angelina Jolie has been casted into um Eternals, I yeah. am I'm actually gonna have an idea of who they are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which I mean it's kinda I'm kinda iffy on that too, because like I didn't really know much about the Guardians, mm-hmm. and it turns out to be one of my favorite Marvel movies
0: yeah oh yeah that's the guardians one definitely one of my faves but
1: other than that that's it oh and um remember i told you i plan on getting the uh the uh playstation classic yeah so i put i pre-ordered i pre-ordered it back when it was you know first announced and stuff and the price was a hundred dollars i only put i only had thirty dollars on it Mm -hmm. this week gamestop had a sale and the system, only cost forty.
0: Wow, damn!
1: So I was like, "Fuck it!" I just went and got it. Paid twelve dollars later.
0: Wow, I got the PlayStation. Me, <laughs> okay. And that hey, that's one hell of a deal.
1: It is, it, is. it is. To me, it was just just like playing old games. The only game I really played was Tekken Three. Mm-hmm. On it, I haven't got a chance to like sit down and play like Final Fantasy 7 or any of the other games or any other you know other titles I was on it. Yeah. But I was like having a little fun. It was like a little nostalgia novelty item, mm-hmm. just like I have with the Sega system, the little Sega system or the um, the NES Classic, the Super NES Classic. So mm-hmm. it, it was literally just like it was literally just like
0: that. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'd be curious to see if there was like a PS2 Classic come at some point. Yeah. That will
1: be dope. But then it's just like, yo, there's way too many great titles to like, yeah. we don't, we wouldn't even know which one. That's why I think they're probably going to just take the safe route and just re-release some games like they did with Old Emotion and stuff. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. But yep.
1: other than that, that's pretty much it. That's it. That's what I've been up to. Other than our main topic.
0: Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Game of Thrones Winterfell. And which we'll get into in a bit. Um, but before we do, quick, quick shout out to our sponsor once again, Studio Regent Headphones.
1: That's right. Like oh, we like we said before, if you want some high quality, affordable, and fashionable headphones, all you got to do is go to, I mean, go to studio.com and use the promo code Codex Podcast to get 15% off. And as always, Vic.
0: Free shipping in the USA. All
1: right, let's get into this. Oh.
0: Bam. Game of Thrones season eight, the final season. It's been two years and we and it's finally here. Oh my god, like my body was ready for this moment! What up, John Haponic? He just joined the chat and you,
1: mi- you missed the Shazam review. This, this Shazam review,
0: yes. John also loved Shazam as well, yes, he did, yeah. Um, but yes, uh. Winterfell is the season premiere of uh, of Game of Thrones season eight. Oh man, I was so excited! I had my bottle of shea butter with me and my John plush, John Snow plushie, and a bottle of old uh, old mustard. It was a nice evening, Carl.
1: I was I watched the <laughs> other guys recently.
0: <laughs> so yeah, Do you have a poodle with you? Oh, the poodle. And the, well, you know. Shh, yeah, but, but anyway, <laughs> oh got a lampshade in your basement. <laughs> Want to see it?
1: Nope, I actually want to go home tonight.
0: <laughs> oh man, but yeah, um, season eight, episode one, Winterfell. Um, this episode of uh, uh, centers around uh, Daenerys Targaryen and Jon Snow <laughs> arriving in Winterfell uh, with the Unsullied and Dothraki forces behind, united behind uh, Daenerys, their queen. A- after Jon Snow, the king of the North uh unfortunately relinquished his crown and bent the knee in order to get uh uh daenerys's um uh massive army and two dragons we got bigger fish to fry so you can sacrifice
1: a knee for a little while like he could They ain't gonna be no seven kingdoms if he didn't do that that's and true he knew that
0: that's true and um and uh, let's just say that uh, the reception that Daenerys uh, received when she arrived at Winterfell was chillier than the winter itself, because everybody gave her that st- gave her the sting face. Yeah, they were like, oh, "This bitch over here."
1: Yeah, pretty much, especially Sa- especially Sansa.
0: Oh, Sansa.
1: Sansa's like, "No, nah, it, it was like it's just so many things." Like, um, I was listening to w- Westerbros and they literally compared that in two ways.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One. A sister will never it, it will never like your new girlfriend at first.
0: Mm-hmm. Even if she is young. Yeah, auntie. Oh, oh my god.
1: Oh, I saw a meme where they put somebody's um, somebody put they superimposed Killmonger's hair
0: mm-hmm.
1: onto Jon Snow. Mm-hmm. And they just said, hey, auntie. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I love the internet. Oh man. I, I, you gotta love the internet. Yeah.
0: I know there were so many memes on Twitter. Oh. Oh. oh man, but yeah, um, but this uh, but this episode, like it was, it also reunited Jon Snow with uh, with Bran and Arya for the first time since the first season's second episode, so all the way back in 2011.
1: The first season, no, yeah, yeah, because because Jon Snow left to, to,
0: to join the Night's, Night's watch. watch, yeah, yeah. And also the 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 wall at the night night's watch fell. Yeah. So the White Walkers are on their way. And man, this is the first time they actually reunited. This is the first it was
1: like and I, it, it was so horrible. And it was crazy. I forgot exactly what season it was, but as Jon Snow and Bran were traveling, yeah, they were like within yards mm-hmm. from each other and they just passed each other without even noticing.
0: Oh, that's right. I I don't remember the exact episode too. But it, I was just like, just turn your head left. <laughs> <laughs> turn your head left. Your brother's right there. Yeah. Oh man. But but yeah, man. Th- th- there was a there was a lot of a lot of setup in this episode. But man, there was some payoffs too. That's so. exactly
1: what it was. It was a set. It was a setup episode.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, should should we uh, move through like some of the some of the uh well, yeah,
1: um, I'm I'm freestyling this one. Okay. I have like the Wikipedia article right up.
0: Yep. So um so we, we're gonna start off at um King's Landing, um where 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 Cersei is, the rating on the Iron Throne. Um before I before I start, uh John Haponic is asking me on the chat, uh were the were the HBO logins worth it, Vic? Where's the Cowboys hat? Um yes the logins were worth it. The Cowboys hat is probably burning in hell right now.
1: No, it's it's, uh, it's not the house.
0: Yeah, like I said burning in hell right now. <laughs> but uh watch it. watch it now. But uh but yeah man, so um, at King's Landing Cersei's uh reigning on the Iron Throne and you have Euron Greyjoy, Greyjoy with his uh with his uh, fleet. He still has uh Yara Greyjoy held hostage who's the rightful uh, queen of the ironborn what is dead may never die but man oh my gosh so so you have uh Uren who who's who brings his brings his army except the elephants there were no elephants
1: she was she wanted those elephants
0: yeah she did and and Uren, he was really feeling himself and he was like you know he was like hey i got this army so basically is we fucking or what and so uh GTD. Yeah, GTD got the draws, and then but he then the <laughs> that, that, you know what?
1: That was my head. that was my thing. like, he was like sweet talking to her. Once she turned around, I'm like,
0: nah. Oh, but she but she had she had this line. She was like, "If you want a whore, buy one. If you want a queen, earn her." And then in the next scene, she literally he gets the, draw. the draws. She <laughs> got the draws. For real, like like Tommy Strong and Martin.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I kind of had to celebrate with him. I was like, you know what? You got the jokes.
0: Oh man, but, but but here's the thing. It was like it was like Miss Thing. Like she really dropped that quote, and but then she gave up the royal nana in the next oh, scene. That
1: was uh, that was me Facebook statuses the next day.
0: Oh, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of ladies out there. Who probably took that quote like, mm-hmm, that's right. I know that's right. If you want a queen, earn me. Did you not see the next scene? <laughs> Context. <laughs> you know what? There was some
1: shade all through this. Get but, episode. We're just like one more line, oh, but we got that's not on yeah. to Winterfell. We'll get that.
0: Yeah, but but there was one line, though. If you notice that urine dropped, he was like, oh, I'm going to put a baby in you. And you saw, saw that. And you saw right. how Cersei looked. I'm like, I think he's, pro- he's probably... He's going to try. I th- but really? I think at the same time knowing what Cersei went through with her- with the loss of her kids, like she, pe- she may consider it. Well maybe, how- no, maybe not she so much said that she was
1: pregnant the last season.
0: Oh, that's right. She said it was pregnant with Jamie or with her brothers, right? Or was it There's nobody else hitting it? Yeah, that- <laughs> that's true. And freaking sister-wife in redneck action there but but yeah like the but the but the look on her face when he said that like oh i'm gonna pregnant you like i think it was like maybe he crossed a line because remember she lost her kids and she has and th- and those kids were like her only the were the thing that were that was like rest- retaining her what was left of her of her humanity what was left of her humanity and now now that she's basically childless the fact that he would say that is like, hmm, I'm gonna have to check this dude. Yeah, in
1: 1948, Dragon said, I mean, Cersei was definitely under pressure into having sex under the threat of losing half of our army. So you gotta know that.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah. Thank
1: you, Thank you for that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely a, a business decision. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <It was. laughs> but, uh,
1: you know me; I'm the laid back one. I'm
0: gonna have fun with this. <laughs> I'm so lewd. Oh man, yes you are. But uh, but there was a, but there was another scene with um Bron, uh who's one of the coolest. That
1: shit had me dying.
0: He, he was he was ready to he was ready to get it on, but then all of a sudden, um, you have a Kybern who was getting it. On. He
1: was getting his with. The...
0: But then, yeah, but then Kyburn walks in and he gives him an offer. He gives him the crossbow. The same one that a uh, Tyrion used uh to kill uh, his father, uh Tywin. And he said that, yo, Cersei wants you to go up to Winterfell and he wants you to assassinate Jamie and Tyrion Lannister.
1: There was one part that had me dying on, this is my lewd side, so loosen okay. up. When um one of the when one of the girls came went by to Kieran, he's like, and she was like, you know, I like old men too and stuff. Mm-hmm. She's like, i oh, girl, probably take it in rare, and then Bronn's like, which girl? <laughs> <laughs> i had a good laugh at that. and that was aj from the party nerds what's going on aj
0: oh word right. hey, still up, waiting AJ? to get
1: them still waiting to give you them hands in dragon ball
0: <laughs> okay challenge is still on um but yeah so that was that was interesting um i wonder if bron's going to do it um if he's, if he's going to be wrestling with that but uh but that, that that definitely plants a seed and then you have the other scene where um theon makes this makes the rescue to saving his sister Yara, you know what? Fuck Theon. What? Why? Why fuck Theon? Because every
1: time he gives us a little bit of hope and stuff, he ends up fucking up again. I'm done trusting
0: him. <laughs> well, well, you you got to give Theon credit. Like, yeah, like he was the, the dude. The dude was castrated horribly by one of the most vile characters in the entire show. Wow. He's trying to redeem himself, okay?
1: He tried already and failed in
0: misery. As a matter of fact, when he freed Yara, I was like,
1: you know, Yara, punch him in the face, punch him in the face, punch him in the face. She headbutted him.
0: Yep. I'll take that. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm done with him. But I'm done. He, he did save Sansa though. He did.
1: How long before he lets me down again?
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, Theon, yeah, he he is the Dallas Cowboys of the show. I Fuck admit that. You. Oh,
1: but <laughs> Yeah, I'm starting to think you an undercover Panther. You wearing that? Are you wearing that blue?
0: What this ain't? This ain't Panthers blue. What are you talking about?
1: Oh, that's that, that's Dallas that blue. That's cowboy blue. D-
0: this is just a generic sweatshirt, man. No
1: cowboy blue.
0: Whatever, man. No cowboys blue. I
1: had no choice but to run out to run out the last season, but came back like a loyal boy.
0: He did. Um, he's got to prove. The- Theon is finding his metaphorical nuts. You got to give him
1: that. <laughs> Listen. Okay. First of all, let's get this out the way. All right. Jon Snow got his life back. Yeah, Arya got his got her eyes back. Mm-hmm. Just hanging there at the end. Well,
0: <laughs> that was another meme. <laughs> oh, that's right. I remember that. I mean, I mean, stranger things have happened. But then again, you look at the character Varys. He's a eunuch. You know.
1: Yeah, but he's like okay with it.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. He's he's above that. Yeah, but uh, but still, man, Theon, like he he is he is redeeming himself bit by bit, and I and I and, I'm, and I predict he's gonna go for this big sacrifice play.
1: He better, like literally, he better, cause he he lets it, like I say, he let me down.
0: Yeah, but, but I I feel for him, man. It's like the man the man was tortured, and, and, and yeah, he did a lot of vile shit in his own right, but he didn't deserve what he got. He really didn't. He really didn't deserve to be castrated and tortured.
1: Nah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, all right, but it's just like, all right. I just the second I get some faith in him, like he just he lets me down, that character just lets me down. Shut up, <laughs>
0: <laughs> man. But you know, we'll 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 see where Theon uh where Theon goes in in, in the in the remainder of the series. Um, but then you got to look at um if you look if you look at Winterfell um you're looking at uh Jon Snow. And uh, Daenerys, um, that scene where they rode the dragons, and then like
1: I can show you the world. That's mm. literally what that was.
0: Basically, a whole new world. Yeah. <laughs> um. And but 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 it was some it was some knowing that knowing that fact that they're related. Like the the scene where they they were in that secluded um area, snowy area, and then John is like, you know, it's cold up here for a southern girl, and then Daenerys is like, so keep your queen warm. And then, like the dragons looking at them, like, "Dude, you're stop banging He's
1: your... a... yeah." They knew that was
0: going. They knew that was going, but to them, yeah. they didn't know. They still don't know. Well, they didn't know at the time, but then, like the, the...
1: yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. Because Jon's going to find it out. But go ahead.
0: Yeah, but the dragon was like the dragon had that looks like, "Dude, stop banging your auntie, man, and stop shagging your nephew." Jesus, y'all, y- y- y'all are what is this? Yeah, because yeah, they could, you know, they can smell
1: Targaryen. They can sense Targaryen, mm. but. So, another, another point actually came across on the, um came up on the um, Wester Bros podcast, had me dying. You yeah. know, you notice that Jon Snow has never had sex in a warm climate?
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. He did on, on the boat. And on he's, the in the, he's
1: in the water. Trust me. It wasn't cold. Oh. Uh, hmm. In those times, yeah, It trust me, it really wasn't cold. With just one candlelight. yeah
0: Oh, well, you mean it wasn't warm? Yeah,
1: yeah. it wasn't warm. Right
0: yeah. Now. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah, because he had the the wildling. Uh, yeah. greet
1: Egret. Egret.
0: Yeah. Egret, you know nothing, Jon Snow. Oh man, but but yeah, but yeah, like the but the but the the end where well before that where where Daenerys met with uh, Samwell Tarly. Yeah. And she told him that, oh yeah,
1: I had to kill your pa- I had to kill your family. Yeah, like and bend the knee. He's like, you motherfucker. Well, he. Had- he had a he had a strained relationship with his father. He did. Yeah, but he was actually but he was still cool with his brother. Yeah. So that's why he was so torn. But so it was like he was thankful for the pardon and all that that he got. Mm-hmm. But then he still mad at her for that. Yeah. So he went into Jon Snow pretty much with no fucks given.
0: Yep. And dropped the bomb yeah he dropped the bombshell um yeah and 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 also and also big 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 shouts to john bradley's acting in that scene like he really sold that. like his reaction was just on the mark
1: yeah i watched the uh, after the um after uh the after show yeah and they actually pointed that out like he just pretty much went on went about that on his own like he improved that part
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that that was great acting on his part. And then, like right before he dropped the bomb- bombshell, he went up to uh, uh to Bran, who was sitting outside, and he's like, "What are you doing out here?" And Bran was like, "I'm waiting for an old friend, yo." But get to but but, but yeah, but before but, but right after that, um, uh, Samwell dropped the bombshell—the biggest bombshell in the whole show. He finally tells Jon Snow the truth of his lineage: that he is the son of Rhaegar Targaryen. And uh Lyanna Stark, who's the sister of Ned Stark, right?
1: Or, or yeah, sister. sister.
0: Yeah. And so so his real name is Aegon Targaryen, or rather John Aegon Targaryen Stark Snow, if you want to be really technical with it. So he so John Snow is the is the true rightful heir of the Iron Throne. And then he was like, but then John was trying to play it off. He was like, Well, I wasn't a king, but then Sam was like, But you were, you've always He's been. Dead. And and so like and so now that, that's the seed right there. It's like, okay, so will John accept this true lineage? And if so, how is that gonna clash with him and Daenerys? Because Daenerys has her eyes on the throne and she feels like she's entitled. She's, oh, there's
1: gonna be a there's gonna be there's gonna be conflict. There's she's, gonna be conflict amongst everybody.
0: Oh yeah, and Daenerys is feeling herself way too much too. Yeah, she is. You can tell. But but here's the thing: It's like, will John accept the truth and and go for the throne, the, his right his rightful throne, or is he gonna be like, look here, boy, don't you be messing with my auntie? That there is my woman. If anybody's, if anybody's gonna have sex with my auntie, it's, it's gonna, gonna be me. me. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, John. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, it, once you once you get over that, once you get over the fact that yeah, you banged you banged out your auntie, ew. You're gonna have to make some hard decisions, but then
1: by experience,
0: what are we talking about? (laughs) Ew, gross! But (laughs) not
1: like. But here's the thing, though: Jon Snow does not want to be king.
0: He doesn't, and he's never considered himself as such. No,
1: he just he just he kind of just wants to chill.
0: Yeah, but
1: but he well and get these white walk get this white walker situation out the way.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep, and. But but yeah man like but he's but he's always been a, na- a natural leader like people have always turned to him
1: yeah he became yeah he led the na- he became the leader of the Nights Watch
0: yep he was told that he was taught that by Ned Stark mm-hmm. yep he, the by Ned Stark and part of that uh, sense of honor in him uh, the Nights Watch actually killed him and he came back yeah yeah but then like you had like oh, one of the best mic drop. Mom might drop endings I've seen
1: before that yeah. one shame when um when they were when they first met when they were first meeting mm-hmm. the oh my god the dropped one of those dope ass lines too.
0: Oh yeah it was, was like
1: okay how can we feed these people how can we feed these zombies how can we take care of dragons mm-hmm. what do they eat and she just looked over and just said whatever they want
0: yeah and I was like
1: you know what get it danny
0: yeah but 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 yeah danny yeah you could tell like she's so feeling herself and it's like it's like she she may not be like the mad king like her like her like her father was but like she's gonna be a totally ruthless author- authoritarian leader king, she's wrong, like, she
1: was like such a sweetheart like compared to like season one and so she was like in a sense innocent
0: yeah, because like she, she, she went from like uh from like an enslaved, helpless little girl to like a, a liberating, chain breaking, slave freeing, dragon riding woman, like yeah. a queen in her own right.
1: And that's the thing with fo- as followers of the show, we've seen that growth. We see yeah. so much growth.
0: We have. It's like,
1: if we go back and watch them again, those, they were kids.
0: They were, they were, and the show takes place over the course of like a decade, pretty much.
1: Pretty much, how long this show's been on?
0: Yeah. And so like, and so you see the Daenerys, like you, you, you actually root for her, like, you know, you know, being empowered, but then she's starting to, she's starting to like, you know, the whole phrase, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yeah. So like, she's going to be a type of, of ruler It's going to be like, oh, oh, you don't recognize me as queen. You don't want to bend the knee. I'm going to roast you. I'm going to roast you like a freaking chicken. Get these dragons. So it's like. So she may not be the Mad King, she may not be insane, but she's no less evil in that respect. Like the seed is growing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but man, but but yeah, like the, but, oh yeah, don't forget like the, the scene at uh, Last Hearth where Tormund, um, the one of the Wildlings, Wildling leaders, and Beric, um, they they went to the east. They went to um, east uh, no, um, no House Umber. They went to House Umber.
1: That shit. Freaked me the fuck
0: out. I'm
1: like, what
0: the fuck was that? That was horrible. That was a
1: message from the night, from the night, from the Night King.
0: The Night King. Yeah, Yeah, like the like the 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 boy that went that went there to like to summon like to get some wagons, some resources. Like he was pinned to the wall with a sword, armless, armless, armless. And then like when 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 he opened his eyes, it was all blue. And then he let out that awful scream. (sighs) That was pure nightmare fuel. They're like they're like the chopped limbs, like in that pattern.
1: Yeah, party nerds put on this thing. They just put like a feet. They basically put his head, a baby's head, of a small little body, and then like shrimp, like a shrimp cocktail.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that was actually a callback to like the first scene in the first episode. Remember where the where the Night King left that pattern in the snow? Yeah, yeah.
1: that's true. That's true. There was a lot of callbacks. There were, especially this scene that you want that you wanted to g- jump right into because I wanted to. I this was my favorite scene in the entire. Oh episode.
0: man, like like this. The ending was like one of the best mic drop endings, and definitely like I gotta say, Brand's petty game is over nine thousand. Like he the, the scene where he tells Samuel, "Oh, I'm sitting here waiting for an old friend." And then you see Jamie Lannister arrive at Winterfell. He's got this smile on his face like, hey, what up, boy? Hey, what's good? And then he turns and he sees Bran sitting in that wheelchair. And then the look on his face, like, at first he's like, who's this person? Who's this guy? And he's like, oh, oh shit. And then Bran's just sitting there just chilling like, what up? Remember me, motherfucker? You pushed me out a window.
1: Yeah, and that was the last time they <laughs> saw each other. Yeah. Which was the first. It was the first episode, wasn't
0: it? That was the first episode. Yeah. And they
1: never saw each other again after that.
0: Yeah, when Jamie was like, Oh, the things I do for love when he was like, you know, banging out Cersei, yeah, you know, he you know, hillbilly style, like just shoved them out a window, and Bran was paralyzed. And then Bran's sitting there, fully grown, looking at him, like, What's up? What up? Oh man, <sighs> and it was just like, Wow,
1: like in that scene, no words needed. Oh no, I saw a meme where they compared it to a freaking. That uh, what was it? that P Diddy's um thing? His uh, singing competition, and mm-hmm. that dude was just staring at him, and they were staring back. They had that stare down. Yep. I was like, Yo, <laughs> Brand and Jamie looking at each other like, and they just had that stare down. And I'm like, Yeah, that's that's it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, you're you living that good life, and all of a sudden, that one person you hurt, they're right there. Comes
1: right back. I was just like,
0: Karma. Oh, that was.
1: Jeez, I'm like, oh, whoa, well, but well, bugger my beans! This is gonna be-
0: <laughs> <laughs> bugger my beans indeed. Like, yo, karma is gonna hit Jamie Lannister in the worst way. Oh, I
1: can't wait to see that dialogue. Mm. Yo, just get, just give them the Emmy right now. Yeah, man. Yeah,
0: and oh man, so I, I, I can't, I can't wait to see how that, how that's gonna unfold between them. And then you look at um, uh, Tyrion uh Tyrion and Sansa, they had that they had that moment where they were uh, where they spoke, and then Tyrion was like, "You know, many underestimated you, Sansa, and most of them are dead now, and Sansa's still standing." And that's
1: why that by theory, Sansa's gonna Sansa's going to be. Yeah, let's get this out the way now. Okay, it's documented right now. Who is going to take the Iron Throne? And mm. let's, while the episode first episode is out, mm. let's get it. My theory, my my prediction is going to be sense that she's going to be the
0: swerve, mm, the swerve, bro.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're gonna Vince Russo swerve her, and remember, she's grown since she was that bratty little bitch from season from season one. Yeah, she she's, went to she went to King's Landing, mm-hmm. lived there, was tortured there. She learned some shit. She dealt with Ramsay Bolton. She actually mm-hmm. she learned some shit. The way she killed Ramsay Bolton. Yeah she's and oh and little finger mm-hmm. she learned manipulation from little i'm telling you it's gonna be sansa
0: yo that would be the ultimate swerve and and what will make it easier is the fact that john Stone doesn't want the throne he doesn't yeah even if even even the fact that he knows who he is now Please. but hey you, you never you never know maybe maybe john I th- my prediction is maybe John will ultimately take the throne, but it's going to come at a very heavy price—a price that he's not willing to pay.
1: I'll tell you my prediction about that one. Hey, what's up, John? John and Daenerys—they're both going to die. Mm. Daenerys is going to be pregnant.
0: Hmm. So she's going to be pregnant, but she's going to die. Or yeah okay with with, still with child
1: from the way from the way it looks we don't know exactly what the timetable will be Mm -hmm. but yeah she's gonna end up pregnant Uh, oh it's disturbing as fuck but i'm like this is game of thrones we've we've been seeing incest since season one episode one
0: yeah, this is like uh, abducted in plain sight, Westeros edition.
1: No, that shit's fucking insane. That yeah.
0: be... I mean, Jon Snow was looking for some relief, but <laughs> you end up seeing it. No, I just saw that meme where, where I was like looking for relief, and was, and it showed like all those different like medications, and then that then that one guy. Yeah, the father. Yeah, the father. I'm like, oh my god, that must be awful. <laughs> oh man, but uh. Oh, but well, there was also another another cool small line between uh, Tyrion and Sansa where Tyrion was like, you know, the last time we spoke at Joffrey's wedding, you know, it was a miserable affair. And then Sansa said, it had its moments. <laughs> <laughs> and that made me think of Joffrey's death, which was one of the most satisfying deaths in the whole show. Yeah. And that reminds me, shout-outs to the character Lady Olena Tyrell. Yo, gangster. OG. She,
1: the people made shirts of her just, like, at that scene. But, yeah, she's wearing sunglasses. She's throwing the up.
0: hmm Yeah, the moment where Jamie is like, you know, I'll make this painless. Drink this poison. She did it with no hesitation. Like, All right. And she was like.
1: Tell Cersei it was me.
0: Yep. I poisoned that motherfucker. I did it.
1: I was like, I remember that, like, yeah. hmm <laughs> And then the episode ended. Yeah.
0: Oh, uh, that was one. Say what you want. Game of Thrones is some of the best writing on TV. Absolutely, hands down. And yeah, like the the writing, like the, the character work, like everything comes at at, at, a, at a perfect hole. And like I said, fingers crossed that they stick the landing with uh with the final episode of this series. And I gotta say too, like going back, you know, you know, shoutouts to Arison Maurice, Maurice in particular, because he refuses to watch the show. Yeah. And I kind of feel bad because, like, he was he's missing out. Because A, he's missing out, and B, uh, George R. R. Martin's uh, next novel, uh, The Winds of Winter, was supposed to come out like two, three years ago. Yeah. Still hasn't. It still hasn't. So
1: he has, like, no, and he, trust me, he knows what's going on. He works at an office. Yeah. Everybody's talking about it.
0: Oh, yeah. He's been spoiled, probably. Yeah.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah.
0: So, I mean. Oh, but what, what's your prediction? My prediction yeah. for the Iron Throne. Yeah, like I said, my prediction is um, ultimately I th- I believe Jon Snow is gonna s- take the throne because w- I think that we're gonna finally see the visual of him there, but it's gonna come at at too great a cost. Like it's not to the point where it's not gonna even be worth it for him. Like he's gonna lose way too many people, way too much, and I think it's gonna be a really tragic ending. Like he's gonna. S- I-, I think the final the f- one of the final uh, shots is gonna be him at the Iron Throne. And he's just gonna have like a faraway look on his face, and he's just gonna think of think back to all the people that died, everything he's lost, everything he's gone through. It's like this isn't worth it. I think I I think that's where it's gonna head. But being being that it's Game of Thrones, it may be way more than that too. So that's my prediction.
1: And that's saying we
0: know nothing, and I'm perfectly okay with it. Yeah, and 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 this and this and I know and I know you're a big proponent on this, but this is a excellent example where this is weekly television at its finest yes you instead of binging an entire series at once let 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 every episode breathe give them some room think
1: and this ta- in this conversation there's connecting like if you was to go on Twitter mm-hmm. Sunday night at nine yeah Twitter was popping with Game of Thrones
0: oh it was yeah I was looking I was looking here I, and I
1: didn't I was tuned I was like listen I, I I need this is my moment. Yeah, I waited two years for this year yes. and a half. To,
0: yeah, a year and a half. Like because, so, I was like, because it was summer, so it was like August 2017 to now. So it's like, yeah, pretty much a little over a year and a half. Yeah,
1: this yeah. was my more. I was waiting for. It. I I wanted this.
0: Yeah, shout
1: out to Donnell. He puts up a stat. He puts up a post. He's like, dude. He's he was going do 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 while wearing the Game of Thrones shirt, and I just I look at it. And then I look down and it's the exact same shirt that I was wearing. I'm like, you know what, Target, bro, Target. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's like, how are you?
0: Yeah. Oh, and there was one more element that I really liked about this this episode Go ahead. the 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 change up of, of the opening credit of of the opening credits.
1: Yeah, how they show like the wall knocked down. Yep. And it, it's just as long as the song's still the same, stood the same.
0: Yeah, like that shit
1: is iconic.
0: Yeah, and this time, it, like, it's definitely, like, uh, it symbolizes, like, the tighter focus of the season. So, instead of, like, going through all throughout the lands. All going the Seven
1: in... Kingdoms is, like, going into the few that are, like, that are active within the stories.
0: Yeah, like, so it went inside Winterfell, inside King's Landing. Yeah, it's Landing. like
1: everybody's everybody's together now. Yeah. In a sense.
0: Yeah. Yep, and it ended with that really cool visual of, like, the Iron Throne forming, like, rising up from the ground and taking shape. That was really cool. Yep, yep, agrees with you. Yeah,
1: that happens to be his name. Yep, yep. Oh, nice.
0: (laughs) What up? But yeah, man. Oh my gosh! Like, there's there's just so there's just so much to look forward to. And like, Sansa's question still rings true when she asked John, "Did you bend the knee to save the North, or because you love her?" Mm. So that's something he's gonna have to square.
1: Oh, he's battling. Trust me, he is battling that. Yeah, because it's. Oh, it's Karina. Karina, Karina. I have not hey. seen you talk to her woo, forever. She's probably mad at me about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, Karina, yeah. One of our uh one of our uh loyal fans of the show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah welcome. But yeah, man, uh five more episodes, dude.
1: is it only six?
0: Yeah, it's only six episodes this season.
1: I could have sworn it was like yeah, he loves his auntie.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, just
1: gross.
0: But yeah, five more episodes of this season. Um, I think, I think, I think some of the episodes will be like longer than yeah, the yeah, going will be like movie length. Yeah, like feature length. Which I, I don't care. Hey, give oh, us. A, I'm okay with that. Yeah, give us a three hour episode. Shit.
1: And I'll be right there. Just.
0: Hmm. Yeah, because yo, know, I I cannot wait to see how this ends. It's gonna end. Uh, I think May seventeenth. I think that's the last day. If you if you if you click on if you're in the Wikipedia articles, so if you look if you go up a little and go to um the maybe episode listing, like it'll it'll show the dates, but um but yeah, man, just five more episodes of Game of Thrones season eight, and I'm 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 hoping, wishing, even praying that it's gonna stick the landing and it's gonna like make it all worth it because I, is... no, I
1: don't want no spinoffs, neither.
0: No, no spin. do need it. Yeah, you don't need no spinoffs, no prequels, no no follow ups, no side characters, nothing. Like the lore itself is rich on its own, and and you know what, you know, when, whenever whenever the novels come out, at that point, will I'm it not even matter? Read them. Oh, 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 you will.
1: I would like to see the. Di- I would. That's just me. How I do. It. I would like to see the differences between
0: mm. the
1: um, novels and um and the TV show.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've heard. I've heard. There's like some. Really substantial ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. So yeah. When's the last May nineteenth? Yeah, May nineteenth.
1: Have to take that day off of work.
0: Yeah, May nineteenth, man. Last last episode. So. So yeah, the countdown is on. So yeah, let us know what you think about uh winter about Winterfell. And uh Game of Thrones season eight so far, or Game of Thrones the series as a whole, let us know in the comments as well as Codex Prime Podcast at Gmail dot com. Let us know who your favorite character is, what your predictions are. Um, yeah, my my body is ready for the for the, for the conclusion of the show.
1: Don't you say that all the time?
0: Listen, man. I mean, hey, I mean, you know, it's uh, it's like D- that. Don't do that. It's like that. I'm gonna do that
1: right here. I'm, I'm, the man. I'm here, right
0: here, doing that. Real. You know, up you know, it's it's like that, yeah. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> that's the
1: question of the week. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the question of the week from two weeks ago was, uh, "What is your uh, favorite movie trilogy?" Um, I mentioned the Matrix. Uh, you said um, Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yep, the original. Yeah, the original trilogy. Yep. Um, only one answer that we got was from John Aponic. Mm-hmm. Dark Knight trilogy by a mile.
0: I absolutely agree.
1: Yeah. Yep. So this week's question of the week was: What was the most underrated Saturday morning cartoon?
0: Ooh, I like this. Most underrated Saturday morning cartoon. Um. I'm I'm going go with two answers on this one. Mm-hmm. one. One is Freakazoid, which I really enjoy. Freakazoid was a hit. Um, well, it was a hit at the time, but nowadays, like, not a lot of people like really talk about it. Like, like going back, like people mention like Tiny Toons and maniacs, but Freakazoid doesn't get as much as many mentions. But um, I would say it was definitely um, underrated. But uh, an even more underrated uh, Saturday morning cartoon I remember was Dog City. I don't remember Dog City. Dog City was kind of cool. I liked it. It it was. I think it was produced by the Jim Henson Company too.
1: I can look that one up.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: I would have to say what ABC Saturday Morning.
0: Yep. Eddie Road Dog says Recess.
1: Recess was the shit. Hmm. Recess was the shit. I don't even consider that like underrated at all.
0: Yeah. Recess was
1: a hit. I have two though. Yeah. What's up? The Adams Family cartoon. Oh yeah, I think there was a cartoon. There yeah, it was. Hmm. And um, shit, it was on the tip of my fucking. <laughs>
0: oh, James Bond Junior. Oh man, I remember that show. I remember the theme song.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man.
1: Obviously, and of course, I'm going to say the Fantastic Four cartoon as well. Oh, um, no, Gargoyle, Gargoyle was just pure greatness.
0: It was not underrated, but still, uh it's still a valid answer. Um I know that you can you can catch them. I think you can catch you, you can. They're on DVD. I thought you can find them on Hulu too, if I'm not mistaken. But I could be wrong. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Plenty. Plenty of good episodes. Also, um. Earthworm Jim. There was a Saturday morning cartoon based. I remember on- that one. Yeah, that was all right too. Yeah, that was that was a good question. So yeah, let us know what you think of uh, as far as uh, underrated Saturday morning cartoon shows. Let All us right. know. Um, yeah. So anything else
1: you got? I'm just excited for season two. I mean, episode two.
0: Yeah, me too. I'm I'm excited as well. Um, also, uh, also, um, oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I, there were there were two trailers I saw too, real quick. Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker.
1: I, my whole thing with that is like, if this is going to be the fi- the final chapter in the Skywalker saga. Yeah. Why are they calling it the Rise of a Skywalker?
0: You know, I th- thought that's a curious title. I'm thinking maybe conceptually speaking, maybe not literally a Skywalker, but maybe conceptually speaking, like the like the rise of like the Skywalker legacy in the sense of like uh, reclaiming the force for the Jedi, for the, for the good of the force or redefining the force, you know, maybe, maybe continuing Luke's legacy in that, in that sense, maybe, maybe that's the concept, but I, I am a little concerned about the fact that um, Ian McDermott is back. he plays Emperor Palpatine. So I don't know I don't know if he's going to come back as a, as a sith ghost or if he's resurrected because that would be stupid as fuck um I hope that's not the case but um I'm a whole off I'm a hold off a li- my concerns until we see a full trailer but I will tell you the most pointless utterly pointless trailer I've seen that well, last week actually this week was the full trailer of the Lion King remake
1: I enjoyed that.
0: That shit was pointless as was all cool fuck.
1: Well, we got to see more. We we got a we got like a good um sense of what it's gonna what the movie's gonna be like. Mm. So I, I mean I'm cool with it.
0: No, no, but, because like the Lion King, the, the the characters were expressive and they had personality. But what then you they,
1: complained about last time.
0: Yeah, but then they ended with po- with Timon and Pumbaa. Pumbaa looks horrifying. Pumbaa looks like a regular ass warthog. What the
1: fuck you expect him? Because he, what is he? What
0: is he? He's a warthog. All right then. But then you look at the lion, the the ninety four Lion King, and to, and Pumbaa looks cute. He looks adorable. This he looks huggable. This this Pumbaa. This I mean this it's Pumbaa.
1: Some lovers who hug the shit out of that fucking warthog.
0: That warthog looks freaking like, like fucking nightmare fuel. It, it, it's, it, the the Lion King re, remake is 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 is, 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 is naked nakedly cynical filmmaking. It's a cash grab to capitalize on people's nostalgia. Oh we are not gonna take time to t- to think about original concepts. Let's just let's let's remix one of our most beloved films and get that easy money.
1: Shape of water did it. But it's a shape of, what shape of water shape
0: of water is just underwater
1: beauty and the beast.
0: You are fucking you are a fucking <laughs> moron. Listen, <laughs> shape is water not. is
1: bestiality with a plot.
0: That is a that is an extreme oversimplification, and and that's and that's rich. That is so rich coming from somebody who has absolutely no taste, no diverse no taste in taste filmmaking. Shut up with that, Please, over We this. That's ass that's ass that's ass ass a, that's ass a, ass. an extreme oversimplification of the shape of water. But then, but then, but then, why should sure. I get out of shape? Because you're you're not looking at the Lion King remake for what it is, cynical cash grab. I, I
1: know exactly what it is, but I'm talking. I'm. It's gonna do. It's gonna be what. It's gonna be good. I promise you
0: that. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna say this right can now. Make another bet about it. I'm gonna say this right now. I'm not gonna see it. I don't care that we have a podcast. I'm not gonna review it. I'm not gonna see it. I'm not gonna even rent it or watch it on Blu-ray. I'm not gonna check it out. I don't give a fuck about it. I think the movie is utterly as a pointless exercise, a cynical cash grab, and and I think that and I think Disney. What Disney really needs to do is they need to get back to that traditional 2D animation because apparently. A lot of a lot of the animators, uh, modern animators today, they don't know what the hell they're doing when it comes to two D animation anymore. Right. It's, it's it's becoming a lost art, and so that Lion King remake, you know, you can y'all can have it. That shit is lazy we're as fuck. we enjoy
1: the fuck out of it I mean,
0: because you're simple. No, because you are simple. Because let me because you're simple. If you enjoy, have
1: fun watching this. If
0: you enjoy the Lion King remake, you are simple. You demand nothing. Hope- you demand the barest minimum from your entertainment. If you want to watch The Lion King so bad, go back and pop in the 1994 classic on Blu-ray. It will always be here. You do not need to go out and waste your money on some shit that looks like something that was filmed on for the Discovery Channel. Just, just you know, the an- real-life animals pantomiming The Lion King. It's it's pointless filmmaking, people. Don't you see that? Stop giving Disney your money for these pointless remakes. I... Support original filmmaking, support original animation. Demand more from your entertainment. Don't be a popcorn munching, mouth breathing mester bait school hate and book. Book hating. What makes you say that?
1: Well, that we are looking forward to we are looking forward to that. Honestly, and just because you're going on to this Victor Vader uh villainous riff about it, I hope it actually wins best picture and you have to see it.
0: It's not gonna win best picture, I can tell you that.
1: I am pretty sure I'm I'm sure it wouldn't, but
0: and oh my god, I will say this: if the Lion King remake wins best animated feature, I will never forgive the Oscars. I will never it's your first forget time the Oscars. It. it ain't
1: gonna be a last. No, 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 no. Um, going back to the comments, Eddie Road Dogg says, "Calling it now. I think while Episode Nine makes money, I think the plot will literally be, will be really bad. Mm-hmm. Like disjointed everywhere." Did, abrams versus ryan and their scripts
0: yeah i know that ryan johnson um I, I i love the last jedi but i think uh jj abrams he's he's a filmmaker that loves to go for the fan service retro approach so he might undo a lot of the stuff that ryan johnson did
1: ryan king will make a billion dollars that, yeah they definitely they know what they're doing which is definitely what happens so look then he was going when he was going off, the, off on one of your riffs. he goes so was aladdin and jungle book 2 on that logic they're gonna make money And Beauty and the Beast did too. Did as well. Did not Beauty and the Beast the remake actually like win a couple of awards?
0: Uh, I don't think it. I don't think it won awards. I I I think it did make. uh, It did make a huge profit though. Yeah.
1: Oh god, they're doing Lilo and Stitch. People have done some fan art, and that shit looks scary as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) They have done
0: a Lilo and Stitch live action remake. Is, Is this what we're doing, Disney? Is this it? Jesus. I mean, if if you're gonna make live action remakes, do something for for the for the movies that need it, like Atlantis, the the lost. Well, you got Aquaman, but still, you can do Atlantis, the Lost Empire, or Treasure Planet, two really underappreciated Disney animated films.
1: I would love that to see was like, like after Disney's like like Disney's downfall in their two D.
0: Yeah, that's when they were like, yeah,
1: it was literally okay, literally after Lion King. Mm-hmm. Who really gave a fuck about the 2D one? They just really didn't deliver like that. And I liked Hunchback, yeah, mainly because I had to watch it because I was in the play in middle school. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like Mulan, Mul- which I heard that they're actually doing too.
0: Yeah, it's coming out next year. Is it next year? Yep. Um, Tarzan,
1: mm,
0: I mean. We've had the legend of Tarzan, which flopped. <laughs> um, Frozen was like the recent, most recent resurgence, yeah. And part two is coming out this year, yeah. It is, yeah. But, but, yeah, man, I mean, all, all I'm saying is like the point is the, the, the Lion King remake is absolutely pointless. Um, you you can see, and, and and to be fair with with Aladdin, at least you have live action. You've got Middle Eastern actors, and you've got really really nice looking costume design. Will Smith, he ain't, he definitely no Robin Williams. No, but... he's
1: not, and he not Trust me, he acknowledged that. Yeah, he acknowledged that. But he, he has to be. That's the thing. We have to let go of the go. We have to let go the ghost of Robin Williams past. True. He's just gonna be his own interpretation of the genie.
0: Yeah. I'm looking forward to like, uh you know, Big Genie style, the, the soundtrack, you know, getting Genie with it. It's
1: coming. Yeah. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. But we got to get out of here because yeah. I'm already missing like most of UWO. Oh, yeah. Hopefully I didn't miss the burials.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. I, I I apologize for that rant that I got off. Let us have
1: fun. <laughs> let us have fun. You, got, you always got to be the villain.
0: You know, uh, you know. It, you do. If, if being a villain means having my own opinion and you know th- telling people to uplift themselves from from simple pleasures, then so be it. But anyway, people with that us. said,
1: people watch it and they still enjoy themselves Yeah, and they reviewed us and us was, was a damn good movie.
0: Absolutely, it's best of the year so far. Yeah. But but yeah, thank you all so much for watching. Thank you for listening. Um, we will catch you on the flip next week with another new episode of Codex Prime Goodness. Peace out, nerds. Later.